So we're in week two of that. If you missed last week, we'd love for you to go back on our podcast or online and check those out. Uh, last thing before we get into the message, um, and, and you can go ahead and open your Bibles to Mark chapter 9. That's our first portion of scripture today, Mark chapter 9. But uh, grab all the invite cards you can around you on the way out and hand them out. Join me. I gave out probably 10 or 15 this week to people at uh, all over the place. I leave them at, at gas pumps. I set them on counters. I hand them to people, all those things. So I want you to join me with that. If you're online, we'd love for you to join us in inviting people by sharing and commenting and, and, and uh, getting what you need digitally so that we can be a part of that together. You can title the message this week, you can title it this, I will change the world. Turn to somebody around you and tell them that. Just tell them, I will change the world. I will change the world. Um, here's the thing, right? So because of some of the things, some of you know my story, some of you don't. I'm not going deep into my story and things like that, but because of my story and a lot of the health issues and the life things that I've been through uh, throughout my life, um, I, I, I've adopted this mantra. It's not original to me, uh, obviously, because it's a, it's a phrase that's common. Um, it's not anything that's uh, abnormal for radiate. It's, it's, it's a common phrase. But for me, I've adopted this thing in my life, and it's this. Let's go change the world. Let's go change the world. I mean, I, a short version of my story is I've had heart surgeries. I've had a pacemaker for the past 14 years of my life. Um, I've had three different doctors on three different occasions tell me I never should have got off of operating tables. I don't take that for granted. I, I, I really believe um, there's power in embracing situations in your life. And for me, it's like, what if I don't have tomorrow to wait? You know what I'm saying? What if tomorrow doesn't come? What if I don't have, what if I'm sitting here going, well, maybe tomorrow I'll invite this person or maybe tomorrow I'll pray for this person or maybe you're sitting at home and maybe tomorrow I'll do that. What if tomorrow doesn't happen for us? What if tomorrow just never hits? And for me, I just adopted this thing like, let's go change the world. And, and, and I'm gonna be real honest, I'm gonna be transparent. There's a part of it for me that probably is a little unhealthy sometimes. It's a little bit of an obsession uh, that maybe I carry too much, too long sometimes. I run too hard sometimes, and, and I get wore down. And that's okay. That happens. You know, we, we just adapt and overcome. But the truth is, is like, what if we decided we could go change the world? And here's what I know. Here's what I believe. I, I know Pastor Travis said this in the first service. I, I, don't, I can't remember if he said it second service or not. But I believe that the local church is the hope of the world. I really do. I believe the local church is the hope of the world. I believe the local church is where Jesus empowers regular, ordinary people to do extraordinary things by joining together and making a difference everywhere that we go and doing everything we can to change the world. I believe the local church is the hope of the world. We are here to be a light in the darkness. We are here to make a difference in the region that we're called to. We're here to do everything that we can. I believe the local church is the hope of the world. And I believe church serving the local church is amazing. And so because of that, every week we end our services with this phrase, let's go change the world. 95%, 99% of our services, we say, let's go change the world, and then we walk out of those doors. Let's go change the world, and then we go change the world wherever we go, right? And the truth of the matter is, is that if we're not careful, it can just become a phrase. It can just become something that sounds good, but here's what I want you to know. I want to talk about something with you for just a few minutes today. Because maybe you were like me and growing up in church, or maybe you didn't grow up in church, but you heard people talk about church, and you heard people talk about God. Maybe all these things took place, and we, we talk a lot about what we can't do. 
We can't say these things. We can't look at these things. We can't drink too much of this stuff. We can't this. We can't that. And there are a lot of can'ts that we need to actually pay attention to because it's, it's safeguarding us as in, in our relationship with God. But the truth is, is today, I want to talk to you and I want to talk to myself about what we can do because there's a lot of things we can do. Here's the truth, when my life is up, when my time on this earth is over and, and all these things, the truth is I want people to miss me, not because of me, but because of the impact that I made. Like we can make an impact. We can change a room when we walk in there with the power of God. We can impact somebody's life in such a powerful way that they miss us when we're not around. We can look at somebody and go, I don't know what you're going through, but I'll carry it with you. We can change everything about this world. We can make a difference. We can let Jesus work through us. Maybe you've never had anybody tell you that. Maybe you've never had anybody tell you what you can do. I'm here to tell you today, you can make a massive impact in this world. Are you with me today? Anybody alive? Anybody awake? You can change the world. I know you're sitting there and you're like, well, how can I change the world? I'm one person. I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. I'm in Elgin, South Carolina. I'm in whatever state or town that you're in right now watching online. I'm in, we have people from Irmo and Lexington that drive each and every week. I'm from, I, I'm just somebody from Florence. I'm just somebody from, we have people in Kansas and Texas that watch, we have people in Germany that watch every week. We have people all over literally the world that watch every week. I'm just this person, what can I do Here's how you change the world. You change the world one person in one moment at a time. That's it. It doesn't have to be this grand thing that you do that just changes everything in one fell swoop. You don't have to have 7 million Instagram followers. Like I need to just free you up from that. You don't have to have this incredible presence and platform and micro. You don't even have to have a platform or a microphone. It's one person in one moment at a time that we change the world. We can change the world. Now, I don't, I don't know about you, but after 2020, I feel like it's the perfect time to start saying, I will change the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I just want to tell you this. I'm going to free me up from this. If you're here today expecting me to just step up and tell you what's going to happen in 2021, I'm not that guy, and I'm not going to do that because I don't have a stinking clue. I don't know what 2021 is going to bring. In fact, I missed it with 2020. <laughs> I never saw a pandemic coming. I never saw schools closing down, churches closing down. I never saw masks having to be worn. I never saw any of that. So I'm just like, I'm out of the prediction business. You know what I'm saying? But here's what I can do. Sometimes when you don't know what's coming, you just do what's next. Are you with me? Some of you just need to like hear that and rest in that a little bit. Sometimes you don't have clarity about what's coming. You just do what's next. You just do what's right. You just do what's what's the right thing and the next thing and you take the next step until it becomes a little bit more clear because the closer you get to the destination the clearer it becomes you follow me sometimes we just needed and here's what i know i don't know what 2021 is going to bring you i don't know what's going to happen in your marriage i don't know what's going to happen in your job i don't know what's going to happen in your life i don't know what's going to happen with church i don't know what's going to happen in this region i don't know what's going to happen with your finances or your kids i don't know any of that stuff here's what i do know we can do the next right thing and we can start that today and all of us can always make a difference and we can always do something to change the world. We can always do something that makes a difference. We can always seize an opportunity that's before us. Sometimes the greatest opportunity before us is missed because we got our nose in a phone. You with me? 
You know, like, I'm just going to be, can I just, can I just like be real as your pastor today? Like, I just don't want y'all to think that I'm up here teaching and like I got it all figured out. The Lord jumped all over me this week. You know, I'm a big Gamecocks fan. I know y'all can pray for me. It's been a long stretch of maybe next year. Praise God. And we're in a coaching search right now. And I love coaching searches. I love that stuff. I follow them all over the country. Right? And I'm reading. And the Lord just told me one day, he was like, what if you're missing what's before you because you can't even see it because of your phone? Because I'm reading this and I'm paying attention to that. You know, and then my, I told, I, I kind of hinted at it. And my wife, she was like, mm-hmm, sounds like something I said. <laughs> that don't matter. Okay. You know, I, I, and the Lord was just like, what if you miss an opportunity because you're too focused on everything else? Every day, there's an opportunity. Every moment, there's an opportunity to do something to change the world. Maybe it's not telling the person that cut you off on the interstate that they're number one. <laughs> just telling. I'm just saying. Maybe if you're a teacher, it's not biting that student's head off in the moment, right? Maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just being a little more patient with your kid or your wife or your husband or whatever. Maybe, I don't know what it is. There's always a moment. Sometimes the greatest way to make a difference is just taking a next step that's small and, and doing whatever it looks like. And, 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 and we have opportunities daily. Changing the world does not always look like 7 million followers and this and that. And like, I'm not saying any of that stuff's bad, but changing the world looks like going to Starbucks and just being nice to people. Even though your order's sitting in front of you and it's behind six pieces of plexiglass and they don't even acknowledge your existence when you walk through the door and you have to wait on your order. Sorry. That was a little vent from this morning. No. Maybe it's being nice to somebody at Starbucks. Maybe it's being nice to somebody at Target. Maybe changing the world is, is just like in that moment going to work and being a light. Maybe it's not giving in to our emotions and our feelings, but it's giving in to what we know we need to do in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Maybe uh, uh, here's changing the world is instead of posting that thing on social media that's going to cause division, let's post something that's going to cause unity. Come on. Maybe, maybe changing the world is actually this. Watch this. Here's a novel idea. Changing the world may start at home. Instead of focusing on everybody else, maybe I just need to love my spouse better. Well, I just don't feel it. Like, we're just in this season, and we're not feeling it. You're not always going to feel it. Love is a choice, not a feeling all the time. Sometimes I need to choose to love them no matter what. And Lord knows my wife needs to choose to love me because I know I'm hard to deal with. Like, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Changing the world looks different and the opportunities look different every single day. But what I know is you can change the world for Jesus every day of your life as long as we have him. As long as we're here. As long as we have breath. As long as we have life. As long as we're woken up, we have another 24 hours to make a difference for Jesus and bring heaven to earth today. We can change the world. And I know you feel like a normal everyday person, but Jesus, he, he is the greatest example of taking normal, everyday, messed up, screwed up people and turning the world upside down for Jesus. No matter what's going on in your life, you can change the world. I know people may have told you your whole life what you can't do. I'm here to tell you what you can. 
You can change the world. You can make a difference in somebody's life. And I want to tell you three ways today. Three ways. And if you're looking for something groundbreaking, something mind-blowing, something that you've never heard before, chances are this ain't that message. Because the truth is that sometimes we just need to go back to the basics that we've missed in the first place. And we just need to go, maybe that's the groundbreaking, mind-blowing truth that I need to hear today. Three quick things to change the world. Three ways to change the world. Number one is this, spend time with God. Spend time with God. Watch this. In Mark chapter 9, Mark chapter 9, in verses 28 and 29, there's this story that's taking place in the Bible, in the New Testament. Jesus and his disciples, if you don't know who the disciples are, the disciples are the group that goes with Jesus. Jesus is teaching them, holding them accountable, teaching them his ways and the ways of the kingdom, teaching them how to live a Christian life and make a difference in the world. They come among this boy that has a deaf and a mute spirit, the, the Bible teaches us. They're trying to cast this spirit out of him. They're trying to pray for him, all this stuff, and nothing takes place right jesus walks in the room and it's like bam boom it's done right spirit leaves kids healed they actually say after spirit leaves that the kid's dead jesus is like nah he's good grabs his hand picks him up guy comes back right and when i was reading the story and i was thinking about it i thought about it like this when i was a kid when I was a kid, I used to get the jelly jar or maybe the pickle jar or something like that, right? And when I was a kid, I couldn't open it. Okay, this was last week, but I couldn't open it. I couldn't get it open. It was too tight. And, and, and I used to take the jar and I'd take it to my dad. And I'd look at my dad and I'd be like, Dad, I don't know what's going on. Can you open this? And he'd take it, and y'all know the story, right? I'd work it, and I'd work on it for like two minutes, right? And I'd like break my elbow in half trying to do this. I'd give it to my dad, and he's just like, skit. And it opens like that. And my, answer, my question would be like, how did you do that? My dad was always nice, but he said it in a way that let me know that he didn't really mean it. You loosened it up for me. Okay. It was in that way that it was kind of like, you didn't loosen it up. You're just a kid. Like, there's some things, watch this. There's some things you can't do until you reach a certain level, until you get a certain size, until you do certain things. Watch this. They're trying to pray this demon out, right? They're trying to do these things. And then all of a sudden, Jesus comes and prays it out. And watch what, what the disciples say in verse 28. When he, being Jesus, came into the house his disciples began questioning him. Have you ever wanted to question Jesus? I have. Like one of the questions I want to ask God when I get to heaven is just two words. Why 2020? That's it. Like why? Like there's a lot of good things that happened in 2020, but y'all, 2020 was just weird. You know what I'm saying? I just want to know why. You ever want to just question Jesus? Like, Jesus, Why? Why this? Why that? They looked at Jesus and questioned him privately, verse 28, and they said, why could we not drive it out? So in other words, you came in and did what we had been working hard to do, and we couldn't do it. What was the difference? In verse 29, and he, being Jesus, said to them, this kind cannot come out by anything but prayer. And another, version, another book of the Bible says, and fasting. This kind cannot come out by anything but prayer and fasting. In other words, you can't do certain things until you get to a certain level. You can't open certain jars until you do certain things. Here's what Jesus was saying. There's certain levels, there's certain things that you want, but you can't do until you're willing to sacrifice what you've got to sacrifice. 
Until you're willing to do what's never been done, you'll never see what's never been seen. You'll never be able to cast out a demon until you do something. You don't fast and you don't pray, and until you do that, you can't reach a certain level. In other words, my, it's, like, it's like the jar. My dad would always be like, you loosened it up for me. But I knew deep down that had nothing to do with it. I just wasn't a, an adult. I wasn't strong enough to open it. My dad was stronger than me. He had lifted weights longer than me. He had worked out. He had lived longer. He had hands of steel, like all those things. He could do it. Why? He was bigger than me. Jesus was looking at him and going, there's certain things you can't do until you are willing to do certain things. Are you with me? Well, prayer and fasting, Pastor, that, that sounds like big spiritual terms and things that I'll never be able to do. Like, what is that? I mean, I'm, not, I'm not even worried about that stuff. Spending time with God is prayer and fasting. Here's all it is. I'm going to break it down in a really simple way for you today. Prayer is this, conversations with God. Sometimes we just need to have a conversation with God. A prayer to God is not some, you have to talk in King James. Hello, God, how art thou today? Like, that's not, you don't, I just need you to, like, we laugh, but there's some of us that really believe that's how we have to pray. And I just need to set you free. There's nothing wrong with thinking that, but that's not how you have to pray. That's not going to make God go, oh, you're speaking in King James, the language I didn't even speak. I'll listen to you now. No. God just wants you to be you. He doesn't want you to be a second-rate version of someone or something else. He wants you to be the first-rate version of you because when he made you, he made you perfect and beautiful and great. Ephesians teaches me that before the foundations of the world were created, he created me and you, and he created you the way that you are on purpose. Your quirks are okay. I have to tell my wife my quirks are okay. I know I'm weird, and I'm okay with that. Like, seriously, prayer is a conversation with God. Sometimes my prayers, I'm just letting you into my life a little bit. My prayers are not always sitting down with worship music playing in a dark room going, oh, God, yes. Sometimes it is, God, I love you, and you're amazing, and I really have nothing today other than just to say thank you, and I just kind of want to sit here for a minute and just talk. Sometimes that's my prayer. Sometimes I'm in the car line, or, or I'm in the car driving, and it's like, God, I'm really ticked off right now. Can we talk about this? And sometimes God's like, Yeah, if you'd shut up, we would talk about it. Come on. Or sometimes it's like, Yeah, just calm down, like chill out. We got it. And then sometimes it's this argument. Sometimes my prayer is this: Yeah, God, I hear you, but I don't like that. Anybody ever said that? I'm not cool with that, God. I'll never forget when we were looking to build on the property that we had. Like, I'll never forget when I got the phone call that said that it was going to be over $300,000 issue that we were now running into. And I was like, excuse me? And me and God got to, got to talking for a while. I lost. Sometimes that's my, that's my prayers. Sometimes I got 30 seconds. And I'm in the middle of a meeting, and I know i got to make a, a decision in 30 seconds. You know what I'm saying? And in that moment, I'm like, hey, God, right now I need an answer, like, quick, fast, and in a hurry. I ain't got time to do all this how art thou stuff. Like, God, tell me what I need to do and help me feel good about what I'm about to do. You, you know, y'all know those decisions, right? And then sometimes I just got to rely on, in the moment, God going, you got this, go. 
See, prayer looks different because conversations look different. My conversation with you may look different than my conversation with somebody else. But I, I, prayer looks different for us all. The, the point is just spend time with God. Some of us don't know what he sounds like because we don't spend time listening to him. Well, how do I know God speaks? You just figure it out over time. You get more used to his voice. The Bible says that my sheep know my voice. The more time we spend being led by God, the more we know his voice. The more we can follow him. Are you with me? We have to spend time with God because it's hard to change the world for a God that we don't know. It's hard to spend time, it's hard to change the world for a God we don't know. Sometimes conversations with God is picking up the Bible and praying scripture. When I'm in a discouraged moment, last year I ran through a phase in my life where I was low-key. Many of you don't know this. I was low-key probably on a stage of depression that I didn't know about. And it was tough and it was frustrating. And I just had to preach. I just had to pray scripture. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm better. I'm not that. I'm not this. I'm okay. I'm called. I'm anointed. I'm appointed. I ain't got it all together. I don't know what the heck I'm going to do next. But I know that I'm this. I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I'm an heir of the throne. I'm all these things. I have to pray. Sometimes just pray scripture. It's conversations. Are you with me? Spend time with God. Get to know what he has to say. It's really simple. I told you it wasn't going to be mind-blowing. But I, sometimes I just have to know I'm unconditionally loved, that Jesus sacrificed his life for me and that he believes in me. So the first one is spend time with God. The second one is this. It's a two-letter word. It's just this one word, go! Look at somebody and bust their eardrum and tell them, go. Come on, go! At your house today, just shout it so that your neighbors hear you. Pull your window up and just go, go! You know what I'm saying? Go! My kids, when the light turns green, I ain't got a quarter of a second. They see the light turn green. Daddy, go! And I'm like, my gosh, I gotta push the, I gotta push the brake. I gotta push the pedal. Well, you leave me alone. Right, Dad, I've been driving longer than you've been alive. No, I'm just kidding. I love in in Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 through 20. It's called the Great Commission. The Great Commission. What does that mean? Co. Co means do it together. Mission means this is what you're called to do. In other words, Jesus is leaving the mission, the point for us all to come together in unity and do this one thing. The great commission, he says this in verse 19, he says, go therefore, go therefore, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and make sure that they agree with every opinion you have and if they don't, blast them all over social media. Oh, that's not what it says. Teaching them to observe all your political views. Teaching them to believe everything that you believe. No, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Watch this. He says, go. That's not past tense. That's not a suggestion. That's not, hey, let's just think about this. And if you've got time, maybe one day you can make this happen. He says, get up off your rump and do something. Go. 
Go into all the world. Go into all the world. It's not just Africa and Germany and Israel and Antarctica and Greenland. That's not just this state and that state and this country and that country. That is all the world. That is Starbucks. That is the grocery store. That is your home. That is your workplace. That is your church. Go into all the world, everywhere on the earth, and make disciples. What is making disciples? Teaching people to love Jesus. That's what making disciples are. Disciples are people that follow Jesus with everything that they have. Make disciples. We, in other words, we can limit it to this. We can't make disciples if we just sit in a chair. We have to get up and we have to go. Some of us, including myself at times, have something that we like to call paralysis by analysis. Y'all know what that is? Paralysis by analysis is, is that I'm paralyzed and so I don't do anything because I'm waiting and I'm analyzing the situation to such an extent that I don't actually do anything. I'm just feeling the situation and coming up with information. Sometimes we just need to get up and go do something. Just get up and do something. Well, I would. I'll, serve, I'll start serving at church when this takes place in my life. Or I'll start giving when this happens. And I'll start this when this takes place. And I'll start listening to God in this area when this takes place. No, there is no excuse for disobedience. When it comes to loving God, we cannot be paralyzed by analyzation of the moment. Just get up and do something. Take a next, you know why we call them next steps at Radiate Church? Because it's not your last step or your final step. That never happens until we go to eternity and spend our time in heaven with God. It is, it is not our last step. It is our next step. It is whatever our next step is. Some of us, it's salvation. Some of us, it's baptism. Some of us, we just need to join a team. Some of us need to start trusting God with our finances so we got the 90-day tithe challenge. Some of us, it's, it's whatever it is. I don't know, but the next step is there. What is the next step? We just need to go. We need to go into all the world and make sure. And watch this. Y'all, I was being funny earlier, but the truth is some of us are more worried about people believing the same things that we believe and agreeing with our opinions than we are about going to eternity. Every person. Do you know why we care about numbers at Radiate? Let me just say this. I care about who, who comes and how many we have at Radiate. And here's why. Because every number is a soul. Every number is a person. Every person has a soul, and every soul is going to end up in either heaven or hell. And I want to empty hell and fill heaven, and so I'll make church fun and easy to come to so that it's hard to go to hell. Are you with me? We just got to do something. I, I was thinking on the message this morning, so I spend time each, each week kind of in a green room several minutes before service, just simply so I can sit back and, and just get my mind wrapped back around notes again after talking to people and hanging out for a few minutes and just get, get my mind back in the right place. And I was sitting back thinking about this, and I was like, man, we've got over 100 people that show up at this church and they serve at Radiate Kids. They serve Radiate Worship. They serve the production team. They make sure that the broadcast goes out to where it needs to go out to, to several hundred people a week. We make sure that uh, this happens. We got a safety team that keeps us safe and sanitized. We got a, a, a campus team that makes sure everything is straight and clean. We make sure this happens and that happens. Why? Why do they do that? Because they, they believe that one of the greatest ways you can change the world is by serving people at church. 
because we can serve several hundred people and help them know Jesus better. But it doesn't stop on Sundays. I just think it begins on Sundays. It goes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's an every day of the week thing. We just need to sometimes, we just need to go. We can't change the world if we don't just do something, anything. And then the third one. So the first one is spend time with God. The second one is go. And the third one is this. It's, it's really simple. You ready? It's simple in theory, but it's difficult. You ready for this one? Love people. Just need to love people. I know, I know. You're like, yeah, have you met some of the people? Have you met some of my people? Do you know the people that you're asking me to love? Yeah, but it doesn't change the fact that Mark chapter 12, verses 30 and 31 says this, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. That's the most important commandment. It's the first commandment. And then it says, that's 1A. And then Jesus says, here's 1B, just as important. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Wow. Love your neighbor. And I'm not talking about the people that live next door to you. Like, my neighbors are great. But it's talking about the neighbor at Starbucks. It's talking about, I don't know where, like, it's talking about the neighbor that is in the cubicle next to you at work. It's talking about the neighbor that drives you up the wall. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't act holy. Y'all got them people that's like, you get in my face one more time. I ain't just going to tell you about Jesus. I'm going to let you meet him. Like, we're going to lay hands for real. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It doesn't change anything. We're still called to love others. As difficult as that can be. In fact, if it isn't difficult, are we really sacrificing anything? The Bible also tells us, I think it's in Hebrews, it says that if, it's, if you only love those that are easy to love, you're not really loving Love is hard sometimes. I've committed my, my life to my wife. And there's times, and she's committed her life to me, and there's times it's hard to love me. It's, it's hard. I know there's times where she's got to be like, Lord, you've got to help me right now. Mm. I'm going to punt him across the yard. And that's okay. Love should be tough sometimes. Because love is a choice. Here, watch this. This will help us love people if we'll understand this truth. Everyone, every single person is carrying something we know nothing about. Everybody. You walked in today. I walked in today. You're carrying something I don't know anything about. You're carrying something. I'm just going to be real. I may not even be able to understand Watch this. I know people think that I know all the answers, right? Because I'm the pastor, and pastors have all the answers. I just need to tell you, you may be going through something I don't have an answer for. And I'm okay looking at you and telling you that. Because everyone is carrying something we know nothing about. And if I can embrace that, and I can be okay with that, I can love you better. Because I can look at you and go, hey, John, I don't know what you're going through, dude, and I don't get it. Like, I, don't, I can't fathom that, and I don't agree with it. But I can walk with you, man. I'm here. I got you. Like, I don't have to understand it to love you. Are you with me? Everybody. You know the person that gets mad at you for something really small? The chances are 
they got something else going on that you don't know anything about. They're not mad at you. They're mad at something else. Their marriage may be falling apart, and they're just taking it out on you because they can't take it out on them. Their, 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 their kids may be running off and doing... They may not have heard from their kids in five years. And you just happen to get the brunt of it all. Everybody carries something we don't know anything about. And we have to be tolerant of that. And I just go, hey, God, because of that, will you just coat my words in, in love and coat my actions in grace? Will you help me love them a little bit better today? Will you help me be a little bit more patient today? See, Jesus also said this in, in the New Testament. He said, I came to serve, not to be served. In other words, it, 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 he exhibits this at the Last Supper when he gets down and he washes the disciples' feet. Truthfully, he was the King of kings and the Lord of lords. They should have been washing his feet. He got down and washed their feet. Why? Because he wanted to love people. And he wanted to set that example. Here's, here's the last thing to think about. The greatest way to improve your life watch this, is to improve someone else's. That's what I love about changing the world, man. The greatest way to improve your life, the greatest way to make an improvement and to make 2021 count for you is to make 2021 count for somebody else. What does that look like? I don't know. Maybe that just means walking up to somebody and go, hey, you matter. I don't care about your skin color. I don't care about your salary. I don't care about your degree. I don't care about your job, your kids, your marriage status. I just need you to know you matter. You have a purpose and you matter. Maybe it's a text message of, hey, I just want you to know you're a good friend and I love you. Maybe it's buying somebody a, a, a drink or a coffee and taking it to them and going, this is just because. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, it's, it's uh, giving somebody a hug. Maybe it's giving them a smile. Maybe it's an air high five because, you know, hugs are, I guess, banned now. I don't know. Whatever it is, I don't know. Whatever that looks like, what does it look like to change the world and serve others? What does it look like to improve somebody else's life? I don't know. But there's a million different ways we can do it every single day of our lives. Maybe it's serving the church that you call home. Maybe it's taking a next step. Whatever it is, let's improve somebody else's life. Let's add value and not just take value. Let's not be leeches, but let's add nutrients to somebody's life. Let's improve their life and watch God change ours in the process. You know, I, one of the things that I, one of the stories that I love to hear, and, and, and I've heard it way more than once, is people have told me that their marriage completely changed when they started serving on a team at Radiate Church together. I've heard that from double-digit couples. And the reason is, is because they're beginning to improve other people's lives. And so now they're beginning to improve, God's beginning to improve their life. Because remember, there's certain things we'll never see or get to until we're willing to do what it takes to get there. So here's my thing today. Here's my thing this week. It's really simple. Let's go change the world. Let's go change the world. Where are you going today? Well, I'm going to go out and eat. Good, go and take Jesus with you. Well, I'm going to go to the grocery store later. Great, go and take Jesus with you. Well, I got to go to work tomorrow. Great, awesome. Take Jesus with you when you go. Make disciples there. Go into all the world, every bit of the world, and make a difference and change it. 
Because I'm here to tell you today, you can, I can, we can, and we will. Then 2021, we will change the world. We will make a difference. We will do what we got to do. We will invite who we got to invite. We will serve where we got to serve. We will love whoever we can love. We will change the world for the kingdom of God in this place. Wherever you go, go. Would you stand to your feet with me today? I just want to pray over you. And then John's going to come out and he's going to give us a couple of just one quick next step. And then we're going to go home and we're going to, we're going to eat a hamburger and we're going to change the world. You with me? Let's pray together. Father, we love you. And I thank you that God of all the messed up, crazy people in this world and things that we do, I just thank you, God, that we get to change the world. That you believe in us enough that we can make a difference. Help us do it. God, whether we're online, at home today, whether we're in the house today, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. Just let us change the world. Let us help. Let us spend time with you. God, let us go. And Lord, let us just love people with a reckless abandon, not worrying about the results, but we just want to improve people's lives and do everything that we can do. Because here's what I know, God. Here's what I know. If we do what only we can do, you will always do what only you can do because we love you and we honor you and we want to change the world. God, we love you and help us do that. In your name we pray. Would you make some noise in the room today if you're ready to change the world? If you know.